Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and I am here uh, in studio, but my girl Tracy Dietz is far, far away on the road. Yes, I am. I'm Tracy Dietz, and I'm on the road again this week, including headed to Vegas on Sunday, which I'm super excited about. (laughs) I really am bummed that I'm not in there today because I really just want to give you guys a big hug. I feel like I need that today. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, I have also been on a uh, a bit on the road since we talked to all of you lately. I was in three states, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Michigan. And North Carolina, where I was right down in Wilmington, and, you know, it's pretty stark still to think about uh, Florence and, I mean, nothing um, life-threatening still, but just the amount of sort of tree debris and damage and damage to roofs and people just really sort of – there's sort of this stench to the whole city because the rain and the estuary has sort of stirred up any toxins in the water. And um, so it's, you know, let's good good thoughts and prayers and love still out to the folks in North Carolina. Yeah, um, And also 33 days until the midterm elections, which, you know, dominates my life and not as – Tracy's quite as much, but uh. – uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to make it 33. <laughs> I just I just want everything to be over so that we can stop talking. about it. <laughs> so. Well, it's interesting. Like, so we're going to talk about Brett Kavanaugh again today because, you know, why? how can we not? And um, yeah. the interesting thing is uh, and we'll, we'll sort of explore this more over the course of the next half hour. But the the topic of conversation around the Kavanaugh confirmation has changed um, in the in the two weeks since uh, the allegation came out and the hearing happened. We haven't talked to you guys since the hearing. Oh, my God, those were 10 hours, some of the hardest 10 hours of my life. You know, I feel like it's one of those political moments that I'll be like a grandmother and be like, let me tell you kids about the Kavanaugh hearings. Like, it was okay. super. Here's it, where I was. Yeah, it was really, happened. it affected me. It was crazy. But, I didn't actually watch it that day. I was at a, I was at a conference, and so I, I feel fortunate that I... I did not sit there for 10 hours and watch it. I know a lot of people did, but I... I couldn't stop. I I told myself a couple times. I was like, you're going to have to stop, Kelly. And I I couldn't stop. And last time we recorded was now a a week and a half ago. And, you know, we were... Tracy and I were making predictions and assumptions about whether or not the hearing was actually going to happen and how that would go. And I don't know about you, Tracy, because you told me that you watch sort of clips and things after the fact, but... It did not go how I thought it was going to go. I'm curious as to why you say that. Um, I, I think. Well, yes, I, I agree with you. I, I think she was exactly what I thought she was going to be. I did not think that he would come across as a deranged lunatic. <laughs> I thought he would be much more composed. I thought he would keep it together. And and I get. I mean, if he. If he really doesn't remember this happening, which there is a good chance that he was drunk and he has literally no recollection of it, uh, it's it's very frustrating and probably makes him angry. I agree. But with, I yeah. think I, I was very surprised that he was not more composed. And I'm guessing, and I hate to bring politics into this, but I have to imagine somebody coached him to be that way. It was real Trumpian. It was real right? Trumpian. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, he even told it somebody. It wasn't even Trumpian. I mean, it was beyond Trumpian. I mean, Trump is usually extremely composed. And and I know you will probably disagree with that sentiment because he often says things that you don't like. But he, 
I've never seen Trump manic, I don't think, in the way that... <laughs> the screaming and the tears and the screaming and the tears and the screaming and the tears. It was such an odd um, collection of emotions. And, you know, his opening... Kavanaugh's open remarks were an hour long, uh, just under an hour. And um, and and Dr. Blasey Ford's opening remarks were, you know, like 12 minutes or something where she just really addressed the issue at hand. And certainly this is his journey, right? This was It's his confirmation. We're delving deeper into his life than we are hers, or at least that was the theory. Um, so I guess that makes sense. But, you know, when we were when it was leading up to the hearing, first of all, we didn't know if they would come to an agreement that was that was that she felt safe to show up too. So, you know, so that all came together and she showed up. I was taken by her constant and repetitive desire to do whatever the committee needed. Like she used the word helpful. I just want to be helpful. I would like an investigation so I can be more helpful. Like she was really saying like, this is the story I remember and this is what I'm here to say. And I just want to be helpful because I came forward because this guy could be on the court and I just want everyone to know about that. And I was surprised at, at her sort of raw emotions and also that sort of underlying you know, at one point, they said, I hear you want to break after the next question. And she said, yes, does that work for you? And Grassley was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we'll do whatever you want. And she says, I'm used to being collegial. So I was taken by her sort of can-do team, team spirit attitude. Well, I don't, I don't know that I was surprised by that. I mean, what else was she going to do, right? I mean, it, it was a... Well, she could have come in like a little bit. Situation. Yeah. She could have come in a come little. In and, yeah, like, like come in and been like, "Fuck you, people!" Like I said that this happened. I understand that you don't really believe me. I understand that I have to put myself forward for questions, but I'm just going to be like as terse as I feel on the inside, and it didn't come out that way. And then, of course, that <laughs> I call her Satan bangs, which I know is probably really inappropriate. But Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor who was asking questions, was like. She got all these five five minute things to ask all these detailed questions and try to catch Dr. Blasey Ford and like a we got you moment and then the Democrats like it was just like such everything about it was so odd and and most people that listen to our podcast have probably thought a lot about this so I don't we don't really need to belabor all those details but I just we hadn't talked about it you and me Tracy D so I was taken no. I was surprised at how it went uh, the only thing that would surprise me was his inability to compose himself yeah yeah um, and and again I. I if if he really believes, and I I actually believe that he believes he did not do this, that doesn't mean I believe that he didn't do it. I agree. With I you. think that he really believes that he did not do this. I agree with you. There were lots of drunken moments, and there are things that I have done when I have been ridiculously drunk. Just don't compare. I mean, Trey, you don't. Ha- I mean, don't not, compare yourself to your actions to his. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. That's there have been times that I don't remember things that occurred when I was drunk, despite many people telling me that this happened and this happened. And I'm like, there's no way that happened. And I didn't do that. But I most certainly did. So I I could see how this could be painful and and frustrating and, and very destructive to him. I just would have thought he would have sort of kept it together better. Because so, it brought up all this other set of questions that I, I don't actually think matter very much in terms of getting him confirmed, but were brought up in the in the thoughts of people watching, which is, first of all, if he, you know, lied or... Are we going to talk about a devil's triangle? 
Well, just about a million, <laughs> about a million things. But like, I mean, because we all know what a devil. Yeah, I mean, I oh, mean, the fucking egg. Come on, people. <laughs> the Senate Judiciary Committee. I love that somebody was like, I googled all those things, and then I didn't find definitions for any of them. I was like, oh god, your your advertisements you're going to be served up for a while are going to be bad. But um, couldn't find definitions. It's <laughs> that hard to find the definition of the devil's triangle, also known as the devil's three way. <laughs> But I, so it's not a court of law. It's just the Senate Judiciary Committee. But he raised his right hand and said, I swear to tell the truth. But sure, there were so many untruths. And is there no yeah. punishment for that? Is there no con- – like it's seem- seemingly no consequence, right? Like just that just happens. Just happened. Well, so I don't know. So it's interesting that you brought that up because I sent you the link about the woman that's actually going to jail, to jail. in Connecticut yeah. for falsely accusing two men of rape. Um, and the story's horrific. I mean, she accused them both of rape and then, but she did it because she wanted the one guy to like her. I, I mean, it was that just woman has bizarre. Problems, but yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So she actually got sentenced to three years in prison and has to serve a full year in, in, in prison uh, for basically defamation of character. False av- yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not defamation of character because that's a civil suit. It is lying, basically putting a false statement forward under oath. Oh, but the oath in the court That's of law, the, right? So my question, like, I just feel like the Senate Judiciary Committee was very clear that this was not a court of law. So Correct. so this is this sort of like bridges into a larger conversation that I wanted to have. And I sort of started trying to say it earlier was the conversation about this confirmation has changed in the last week. So leading up to the hearing, it was all about Dr. Blasey Ford. Are her allegations legit? What what is what's her account of the story? What's his? Then the hearings happened, and it was certainly back to a he said she said. And then you know Senator Flake did the right thing with the help of Senators uh, Murkowski and Collins and pushed for the investigation. And I just saw today that the investi- now the investigation is done. Senators are looking at it in private, private, and basically there's no additional information. There's no additional corroborating evidence. Which, by the way, of course there's no additional corroborating evidence. Did you think there was going to be? I did not think there was going to be. I thought that there might be. From I, mean, who? I thought that there would be something that would would come out. I, I don't know. I mean, so it was interesting to me that there was a party on July first with all the people that she had mentioned. Like I would have thought that they would have talked to all those people where there were going to be like Brewskis involved, mm-hmm. and the fact that she had dated his friend whose name I can't remember. Like I, there, there were just there's all this additional information, and I don't honestly I don't know what's fact from fiction because there's so many reports coming out from every different yeah. news organization. Um, I thought there might, I, I thought there was a possibility that there would be something. I mean, I just what, the only one, one certainly is, is clear is that he drank a lot. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I have a couple thoughts about that, right? So the only person that would offer actual, tangible, corroborating evidence for the assault would have been Mark Judge. And there was, there's no scenario by which Mark Judge admits to that or he probably even if he does remember and he he's got like a history of addiction and he's good friends with a future supreme court judge i mean there's just like such a small small chance that mark mark judge ends up sort of being the the smoking gun or whatever and the and the other thing is about the drinking it's like so that was the beginning of the change of conversation, I think, post-hearing. So the FBA starts to investigate, and then all these people from Mark Kavanaugh's life, from his high school life and his college life and his young adult life, start to, like, call reporters, 
call the FBI and say, I can't speak to the assault, but I sure as fuck can speak to the fact that that the Brett Kavanaugh, the choir boy Brett Kavanaugh that he said he was, is not the Brett Kavanaugh that really existed in the world. And so the conversation turned away from the importance of believing women and sexual assault, the rele- like the prevalence of sexual assault in this country, to like a guy, a grown-up lying about the fact that he loved to drink shit tons of booze and beer and make bad decisions when he was a kid. And right when that right when that shift happened, I was like, we're fucked. We're, we're done talking about the women. Right. But well, because I, th- I think the committee was trying to, or the Democrats in particular, were trying to make a point that if you are a drunken buffoon, things could have happened that you may not remember. You know, was there any corroborating rev- evidence from anybody else that made it clear that he was an attempted rapist. And there wasn't. I mean, so the the third person, uh, I can't, Julie, whatever. Sweat, sweat liquor, whatever so, it is, yeah. Right, right. Said that there were uh, allegations or she had attended parties where there were gang rapes. She never said that Brett Kavanaugh specifically raped her or that he was a participant in any of these gang rapes. But if I can so stop I, you just sure. quickly and then you can finish your statement. All of this, all of the dialogue that you're now engaging in, to me, feels like, and you're going to take offense to this, but to me, it feels like you don't believe Dr. Blasey Ford. Shouldn't one woman's detailed account of sexual assault be enough? Well, not if we're going to have due process. (laughs) I mean, incidental proving guilty. When there's no evidence, it sucks. No, there's no evidence in it. There's no evidence in a scenario like this. It's a private room. With a with a blackout drunk kid and his best friend, it's just never going to happen. There's never going to be like, w- there's no like hidden cameras. It's never going to happen. It's like it's she remembered so the details of the assault, but now we don't believe it gets her. Uncomfortable. No, I didn't. I never said I don't believe her. I absolutely think it happened. I think he doesn't remember it. I still think it happened. I don't think he gets to be a Supreme Court justice. Okay. What I don't want moving forward is to live in a world where anybody can make a claim about anything and go to jail. So what's the that's so my bigger concern? Take that to, to the to next step without any due process or any evidence. Do we just do we have all of our young girls film all their early sexual experiences? Do we have them sign consent forms? Do we trust that people are going to be good people just out of the blue? I mean, play that through a little bit. No, but we have laws. For sure. I mean, She's I, saying he broke it. He tried to rape her. Sure, but there's no evidence. Well, how, I mean, tell I me what say, the evidence would I be. I could say 15 years ago that you sexually assaulted me in a bar. But Prove that's it. assuming that somebody right? like, that, that's assuming that people are out. Women are just out to get men with fake accusations for no fucking reason. What no, is the reason that she that would falsely accuse him for this? What What's the I, reason? I I, I I mean, we could go down the myriad of reasons of why she could falsely accuse him. I can't even. Think I don't want to live because she didn't want a pro-life just judge on the Supreme Court. I mean, I, okay. I don't want to live in a society where somebody can accuse someone of a crime and they go to jail because of it. I don't want to live in a society where 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 people don't believe women. It's not a matter of believing women. There should be an investigation. There is, and there but should be there, evidence. There's no there... evidence. There's no evidence. It's her word. There's that's it. That's all you got. And well, and we're saying we don't believe her. Clearly, I, we're not. I think that this was clearly mishandled, and it's different because it's not a criminal case at this point. And the investigation was handled oddly. Like, why didn't they talk to Mark Judge? Why didn't they talk to her? 
Oh, I thought they did there's, talk. I thought they did talk to Mark Judge. They didn't talk there's to Mark. a ton of issues with this particular yeah. way well, this is being handled. I still do not believe that just because somebody says, you know what, Kelly, you stole such and such from me four weeks ago. And that just be the way it is. And there's no, there's, there's no process. There's, I don't, I don't want to live in a society where we are not innocent until proven guilty. I think you're comparing apples to pineapples. (laughs) Like, I think that, you know, um, I think that we don't, this is not representational of the society you don't want to be living in. This is a woman who has been plagued by an attack her whole life, who has come, come forward because she wanted because of the because of the unique situation we're in with the Supreme Court, and when a week ago we were talking, a week right, and a half ago, there, we there were... you go. So you just said the unique situation yeah. that we're in, and and that's why she came forward. I, yeah, again, totally. I'm not saying she was wrong to come forward. She absolutely should have come forward. But we are in a unique situation <laughs> where the balance of the Supreme Court could drastically change. So, I mean, what I, I know this is not what you intend to mean with that statement, but what I'm hearing is because this is political, we're less likely to believe the woman. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm making a point when you say things, when you said, why would she lie? Why would she lie? Why, yeah. would, why would any woman ever lie? Because some women lie. I'm giving you an example of why. I mean, you just proved my point. She came forward because of the unique situation with the Supreme Court. No, I Again, didn't have I'm not prove saying your point she's that she not lied. Wrong. No, no, no. No, I I'm not. I'm making a point of why she might. I think that that's probably like we don't need to keep arguing about it. But I think that <laughs> I think that that's where you and I disagree. I think that she never felt the need to bring up. Ter- a terrible memory of a terrible experience, but we shouldn't have a sexual predator on the Supreme Court. But it's looking like we might because it feels to me, and I know you don't agree, but it feels to me all of a sudden her word isn't good enough to stop him from being on the Supreme Court. That's how I'm feeling. So total, I get that. But here, and here's why. It's not that her word's not good enough. I don't think for a second that there was this, the thing that just came out that said 80% of P, of Republicans don't believe her, 70% of Republicans don't believe her, or some, some ridiculous mm-hmm. poll. I don't think it's that they don't believe her. I think it's that they don't care. Right. And they don't think that what he did was that big of a deal. That's the bigger fucking problem It right is the now. bigger fucking problem. So let me tell you about this bar. I was in a, an air, uh, staying at a hotel. By the Detroit airport last night, and I was at the bar waiting for my business partner to meet me for dinner. I can hear you, poor man. <laughs> well, Tracy, I don't like to fight with you. I need to drink a little wine <laughs> if I'm fighting with you. I need to drink, too. I'm sitting here drinking <laughs> fucking coconut milk coffee. I gave up dairy. Um, I was at this bar waiting for Martin to come and um, just doing my work. And there's two men at uh, the table next to me. The tables are quite close together. Two men at the table next to me, both white clearly business travelers in their 50s, I'm going to guess. And one man says to the other man, what do you think about this? I also just happened to like hear the conversation from the very beginning, which I can't tell if I'm happy about or sort of mortified by, but what do you think about these Kavanaugh hearings? And the other man was like, oh, I mean, that is terrible that they're dragging his good name through the mud. And then the other man was like, I mean, don't you think, I mean, it's good that there's an investigation, right? Like one of the men wanted to sort of like lean into the fact that, uh, 
that sexual assault is bad. You know what I mean? Like you could tell that. But it sort of devolved from that. And the, the guy that was like excited about the investigation was like, I just there needs to be evidence. There needs to be witnesses. There needs to be some something that proves that it happened. The other guy was like, you know, it's terrible that the Democrats are making this whole thing terrible. And Brett Kavanaugh is the real victim in all this. And then one of them said, and this is where my bridge is to what you said about the culture thing. One of them said, it's not like it's Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby drugged and raped many women Dozens. over the course of his life. Okay? Drugged and raped. And these men are like, well, Brett Kavanaugh, no Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein. It's like, is is anything less than drugging and raping women or raping women okay? And if I wasn't so fucking tired or actually afraid for my safety these days, I've been pretty afraid on the road because men are fucking pissed. Like, I would have engaged with them. But it's like, is sexual assault, is is sort of like low stakes sexual assault, not a big deal for men. So we talked about this over a year ago, about the differences in what is what constitutes sexual assault and, and what doesn't. You know, and I still think there's the belief, I mean, I, I can't remember who said this, but, you know, why, why did she go into two, in a bedroom with two men. And I, I remember them saying that. And I'm like, well, so she didn't go in the bedroom with two men. Yeah, she was fucking pushed, pushed into a bedroom <laughs> with two men. But uh, well, okay, whatever. What was she doing at a party with boys? I don't know. She's fucking 15. They go to parties with boys. I mean, the bigger question is like, why was he pushing her into a room and, and, and groping her? And, yeah. and I, you know, for me, and I, and I have, we have talked about this, Kelly, and I have thought about this. I mean, so him and Mark Judge pushing her to into that room, and trying to make out with her or groping her or whatever. Pinning her down is, on a bed. No, I mean, just before oh, you get back. to that. Gotcha. Right. Yep. Like, so just like, okay. Like they, they were trying, he was trying, one of the guys was trying to make out with her. The other one was, you know, being a douche. I, do I think that that means you're a horrible person and you should burn in hell? Like, no, the thing that gets me about Kavanaugh is, when he put his hand over her mouth and I, I just, I don't know if he was just super drunk and then she made noise and then realized like, holy fuck, no, I didn't actually mean to do this. And then maybe backed off. I, I don't know. I, I think that everybody make can make an excuse for his behavior God. in some way. So they were not, not everybody. Sorry. Everybody can't make an excuse, but I think that the people that are saying there has to be more evidence you know, we need more information. The interesting I mean, because is, they'll, they'll make the same argument of, well, he says he didn't do it. Why don't we believe him? Right? Yeah. I mean, so there, so what you started, what well, part of what you just said was putting the, we, and you and I have talked about this too, putting the blame on the woman. Why was she at the party with boys? Why did she go into the room with the boys? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And these men at the bar last night, one of them said, you know, I have a daughter and, and I, it felt like a good time to talk to her about, you know, just about this stuff. I'm sh she's in college or something. So it's like the ship has sailed, my friend. But and, you know, his I heard him say I gave the advice I gave her is be really careful the, the places you put yourself in. And, I you know, that's I mean, it's like it's survival advice. But so it's, it's interesting. Which guy said that? Was it the guy that was like, there needs to be more evidence? No, the one who was like, the investigation's a good idea. The one that was trying, you could tell, was like trying to be a good person. 
Because it would be funny if the guy that was just like, there has to be more evidence is like warning his daughter to make better, you know, right. like to not go to party. Like if he doesn't think he did it, then why would he worry about his daughter? And the other thing that you said was maybe if it was just, you know, pushing a girl and trying to kiss her. But you and I have talked about you and I have both sort of been quartered, cornered with the hope of some sort of sexual yeah. and it's terrifying it's terrifying all the options run through your head like can i get out of this who is this person is he gonna you know like even if it's oh i just want to give you a kiss it's fucking scary so uh, my re- my rebuttal to what you said is what what are we going to do to change it you know like and you, and i when we were trying doing a little prep i i sort of pitched the idea of talking about whether or not this was generational and I think part of the reason this is getting such bad response from our president and these like old senators and these old men at this bar is because they're old and they have pests and skeletons and they've done done things. And if this can happen to Brett Kavanaugh and if you can accuse anybody for anything, then shit's going to find you, too. But what right. if what if this moment in time, what, so you say he gets confirmed, which I think he will, and ends up on the bench and so be it and that's life. But this moment in time can inform the next generation that decisions you make throughout your whole fucking life will follow you. And it's important to be a good, decent person and respect everybody, even people f- from even people that you want to be involved sexually. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm hopeful. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> and, and, and I, I think as women, and this is going to totally piss you off. Uh, Sweet. We have, we have a responsibility to, and I think that, and you and I talked about this a year ago about how we tolerate yeah. behavior. We tolerate behavior because, you know, you don't want to lose a client or, I mean, any myriad of reasons as to why we put up with bullshit day to day. Or we walk across the street so we don't have to walk by a bunch of construction workers. Or we do the thing where, you know, we, we get our keys ready because we're scared when we're going to our car or we're rushing back to our hotel room. And so I actually looked up some statistics on, I don't want to say stranger danger, but stranger danger. Yeah, rape danger. It's, <laughs> it's interesting because the numbers are shockingly lower than I would have thought. So like 28% of rape and sexual assaults are strangers. I would have actually thought it would have been far higher than that. Um, yet we, we are constantly in fear of that. And maybe instead of being in fear, maybe we all need to get some fucking mace and just fricking start kicking people's ass. I mean, I, I have any horrific thing that has happened to me has not happened to me by strangers. <laughs> it has always been people I know. Yeah. Even the shitty stuff in the bar, it's it's always people that I know, right? Or that, you know, I've worked with in some capacity or a client or whatever. It's people we know. It's not walking to your hotel room at night. Yeah, I mean... And I'm not saying we shouldn't be... I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying that we should not be aware of our surroundings at all times. But I'm like, why am I so fucking scared? Well, I think for me, the fear is the possibility of, of being trapped, you know, of not, of not knowing how to protect 
myself. I mean, I, these last three trips I took two. But you're strong. Yeah, but not stronger than some giant dude. Like I, um, you could kick him in the nuts. I have never. And I think we there. I think we have to do more of that. I think there has to be more kicking in the nuts and telling people to fuck off. Yeah, and I mean, so admittedly, admittedly, in the last year, the uh, the occasion of off color, you know, quote unquote, harmless commentary about me or the way I look or. Uh, how somebody would like to spend time with me is 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 almost completely to zero. I gotta say, it's amazing, and so this may be a a quote scary time for men, according to our esteemed president. Will someone but... please think <laughs> of the men, please? But I think that I think I'm already seeing. If it's a scary time for men, I'll fucking take it. Because it's always scary for women. And if you're fucking scared and that means that you don't feel like you can say any single thing that's on your mind or put your hand any single place you prefer, then that is positive change, my friends. And I'm not I, – I, I have birthed two small humans who are boys and I, I have zero, zero worry that their career might end from being falsely accused. Our, our esteemed president recently had a campaign rally in the great state of Mississippi – and the first thing he did was mock Dr. Ford, which most – like the results are in and like most people think that was a bad idea. Republicans, Democrats. I mean the only people that don't think it was a bad idea is his base, the voters apparently. But basically everyone else thinks it was um, insensitive and inappropriate. So, But they yeah. they they didn't they, – they were OK with it, the base voters, because they don't think that what Kavanaugh did was that big of a deal. Right. I agree with you. Not that she lied. But the second thing – and I didn't even anyway. hear this, but Sarah, my girlfriend and colleague, told me today that he went into this whole sort of like fictional narrative of like – uh, an imaginary son and mom being like, hey, mom, I just um, got A's on my high school test. Hey, mom, I just got into a great college. Hey, mom, I just got a great job. Hey, mom, some girl saying that I assaulted her in the whole. It was so bad. Oh, like, what? it was painful. So oh, so no. I say I say be so scared you shit your pants, boys and men, because this is we're not going backwards. I mean, I don't think you need to be scared to stop being douchey. Yeah, that too. I mean, again, like men, it's it's interesting. And uh, our dear friend Michelle Coyle had the best comment on Facebook the other day. And she and I agree politically pretty much on nothing. But <laughs> she said, it's so funny that everyone is terrified that we're going to take down. Everyone is so terrified we're going to falsely accuse men of rape and take them down when we can't even effectively take down the ones that actually raped us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's accurate. I was, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's it's accurate. It's you accurate. said a lot of really good things lately. <laughs> Props to you, Michelle. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I have, um, I think that there is this, there are all these signs of change in terms of how women are reacting to what's happening that is encouraging, you know, and I think that that is good. The other thing I've learned this week, Tracy Dietz, and you will appreciate this, I live in a bubble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, until I was in that bar yesterday, and I've been, I'm tired, and I'm working a lot, and I'm on the road, so I'm not, like, consuming as much news. I mean, I consume a lot of news, but I'm I'm distracted. But until I was in that bar yesterday, I thought to myself, oh, 
This is amazing that everybody is taking this so seriously and that Dr. Ford is getting so many props and people are really believing women. And then I ended up in that conversation and I was like, oh, my God, I live in a fucking bubble. I don't I don't have a single not even you, not even my Republican friends are like we're as outright about these two strangers in this bar. But I have very few inputs of people that believe completely the opposite of me, which has to be true for everybody. And I'm I'm like a connected, informed person i think i think i don't really right. know yeah so that's fucking i mean crazy. the stuff that gets so the stuff that gets said on the right is interesting and bizarre i mean i so my i actually stopped paying attention to anything posted on facebook for the last couple of weeks because i mean it, and it was coming out of both sides i mean the shit coming out of the democrats like it, it just had nothing to do with her and what is good for her it had everything to do with no, they're both being fu- they're both being fucking p- political, both sides. It's like they're Correct. both fucking hypocrites. And that was what I yep. that's why I'm so sad this morning. It's like we lost we took our eye off the ball. <laughs> that's what it feels like to me as a country. We took so, our eye off the fucking ball. And all so of a sudden, I'm, this empowering moment for survivors of sexual assault and the prevention of future sexual assaults is no longer the cent- like at the, at the center of the conversation and that makes me really frustrated. So I was at a conference uh, last week in San Antonio during the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, and it's called the NIO Summit. It's put on by um, a group that does a lot of work for nonprofits called Next After. And most of the conference attendees were people that worked for nonprofits. A lot of faith-based nonprofits, missionary work, um, things along that line. And it was like a remarkable two days for me because everybody at that conference was nice and respectful and polite and pleasant and just a joy to be around. I mean, everybody was just yeah. awesome. I mean, nobody was really talking about Kavanaugh. They were all talking about saving the world. I mean, <laughs> there was an organization that I talked to. I can't remember the name of the organization, but, um, you know, in Africa where, um, like the witchcraft takes the, the little babies that are albinos and sells all their parts. No, but that's yeah. terrifying. It's awful. It's a a whole thing. I mean, it's an organization that works to protect all of those kids with the disease so that it's, you know, their arms aren't being, you know. So there's goodness. There's goodness. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was so refreshing and so nice. And it was a great place to be during two days of hell. And and I am so thankful that I was at (laughs) an event that awesome. So, I mean, there are amazing people in the world and there are amazing people doing great things. And there were a lot of amazing people at that event. So, and my just, just my my sort of last thought of that previous statement was: I, I live in a bubble, and I also am really looking forward to more women be elect being elected, either Republican or Democrat, because as as we've experienced this hearing and the vote and negotiations and the FBI, like they're all fucking men. They're all men, all of them. I mean, not a hundred percent all of them, but we need some more. We need some more ladies up in that place. To, so, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, just. If you have any inclination to be a good leader and you're a woman, give it a go. And, I mean, women just have to start saying stuff, like, when it happens. I mean, we need to call men out on shit, like, when it happens. Yeah. All the time. Let's empower all And I am am at fault. I am at fault for it, too, because, you know, I mean, someone says something and and we get quiet and awkward because it's uncomfortable and we really should just tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Like I should easily be able to do that. I tell people to shut the fuck up all the time. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Tracy told me earlier that she's going to 
work on being the kind of person that's nice and approachable and not wear fuck you on her forehead. Although the fuck you on her forehead, Tracy's the one I found love with. So I don't know that I'm going to like the new Tracy, but I'll give her a chance. I think you can do both. I think you can be pleasant and nice. And then when somebody and then when somebody, somebody. <laughs> can you do both, Tracy? I'm shocked. <laughs> and then tell people to fuck off when they're they cross the line. All right. Also, another I met another wonderful woman in the Charlotte airport this morning. That's so, so. nice. I have one final um, challenge for you, Tracy Dietz, which is I would love for you to find a young millennial conservative and ask what a female, a young female conservative, and ask what they think about the Kavanaugh hearings. Because okay. I live in a bubble. I have one. And I would just like to know. And I, both both like the actual thing and also the p- political play of it all, you know? All right. Well, thank you for all the good feedback from last week's episode, guys. This is a – I did it. Fuck. Thank you for your feedback, friends. And um, this is a, a weird, crazy, tough time. And we appreciate all of you listeners and the the nice notes and feedback. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Listen and subscribe to Damon All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, all. See you next week.